Hello, Tom Shanklin here with my lovely wife, Susan. Hi. And we're happy to be with you today. Been a little while since we've done a video, Susan. We've been busy with a home improvement project, and uh, we just actually thought we'd put that in the, in the background today. Uh, we've been working on our living room. We put in a new ceiling and did some painting, and that was a lot of fun, right? No. <laughs> it was not fun. It's it nice to have fun. it done, though. Praise yeah. God. I think it's my favorite room now. It's so uh, it's such a peaceful room, and uh, we're really really enjoying it. We've got the little we've got the wood stove, and finally got our ceiling fan back up. You put that uh, up yesterday. Yeah, so it's uh, it's a happy place. It's a good place for us to commune together and commune with the Lord, and so we're really blessed by all that God's done for us. Amen. But today I'd like to talk to you about how to have peace in the end times. We could just call it how to have peace because this, what we're going to share would apply to uh, any situation of your life. But I think uh, there's a growing awareness that we are living in the end of days and there's many signs of that. And so... You know, I always couldn't understand that, the end of times... You know, because I think the disciples thought that they were in the end times. Mm -hmm. And then I think during World War One or World War Two or Vietnam War, the Korean War, yeah. the different conflicts, I'm sure people thought, well, this is the end, you know. Yeah, it's very true. And uh, today, I think we're, we're, I finally realize that we're gone down the, the hillside pretty fast. Yeah. So I'd like to share from Matthew 24, when Jesus talked about the end of the age, he called, called it the end of the age, or the question was, was made about uh, the end of the age and what he had to say about that. And then we want to talk about how we can have peace during these times because he, he called us to have peace. We're not to be in fear or no. uh, torment or turmoil during these times. It's very important that we be stable and strong. And Why so, do we need to be stable and strong? Well, because, you know, the, <laughs> it's like everything's crumbling around us. People are looking for stability. And not only that, but God doesn't want us to be in fear and uh, torment. He wants us to have peace. You know, another thing, there, I don't think you should fake confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you got to have it in your heart and right. then you won't have any trouble showing it. Right. You know, I think there, it's okay to have a certain amount of concern yeah. for for things that are happening but like yeah. you said we, we're not to be fearful but I'm thinking about parents and children or grandparents mm -hmm. and and grandkids and or teenagers right. and so it, once you get the peace in your heart then you can put it forth mm -hmm. and uh, so you know just don't fake it because people right because it won't work. Well, hopefully we can help you to, to find that true peace and help us find that true peace because we're all in this together. But let's just begin with a word of prayer today and thank the Lord for his word. Father, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for your precious Holy Spirit who is here to teach us and to lead us and guide us into all truth. And we thank you for your word, which is our anchor that we can bank on. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words, Jesus said, will never pass away. 
And so we thank you for your word today, and we ask you to open it to us, Lord, open our hearts to it, that we can receive the truth of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Could I just say something? Yes, ma'am. You might cut me out, but I got a sprayer for my plants, mm -hmm. and I have a big fern over there, and it's been looking kind of sickly, uh -huh. and so I've been misting it, but today it's lush and green, and I was thinking that's we need the water of the of the word to to pick us up and yeah. and and refresh us. I think we need to mist, and then we need to mist other people. Yeah, that's true. So we pray we'll mist you today with the word of God. All right, Matthew 24. Sorry. No, that was good. So we're going to read uh, verses uh, 1 through uh, 14 today and just share a little bit. We won't go real in-depth, but I want you to get the, the main points here. Matthew 24, 1. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, uh, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when shall these things be? Question mark. And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? So I want us to notice here, first of all, that they asked Jesus, uh, Two questions, or we could say three. But first of all, when shall these things be? He's predicting that the temple will be destroyed. So their first question was about, uh, about the temple. When will these things come to pass? And then when, what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Those two are linked together because when Jesus comes back, everything will be different. And how that's all going to shake out and sort out, we're not going to go into depth about that. But we know Jesus is coming back. There was a first coming and there's a second coming. And he will come back. So they ask him about the temple and what would happen in Jerusalem and in those days, you know. And then they also ask him about his coming. So when we read Matthew 24, and of course the same is true of many uh, prophetic words in the New Testament, uh, some of it, what he said, pertains to things that at this point in time, you know, have already happened because the temple was destroyed in A.D. 70 and not one stone. The Romans came and destroyed the temple and ravaged the city and there was great destruction. So he's answering that question, but he's also looking into the end of times, the end of the age, when he will come back. Verse four, then Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. Well, that's, that's a great danger, deception. There's a lot of deception in the world today. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Well, we can look at that, interpret that two different ways. And I guess I always looked at it, that's talking about people that would be, that say, hey, I'm, I'm the real Jesus, I'm back now. You know, I, I, here I am, I'm the Messiah. But also, he says, many will come in my name. So that could be people that come in the name of Jesus, that say Jesus is Lord, but they're actually deceivers. And we know that that is true. There's many false prophets also. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. 
See that you be not troubled. See that you be not troubled. This is the kind of the main thought that I want to bring across here because this is a, this passage and this chapter, I mean, we could say it's a, it's a difficult passage or portion of scripture. I mean, it's a, it, he's talking about hard times. And yet in the midst of it, there's a bright light here. Jesus says, don't be troubled. Praise God. So even in the midst of all these difficulties uh, that we're going to read about here and that are in the world today, we can have peace. You can have peace. Praise God. We want to encourage you in that. See that you be not troubled, for, the, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And let's read on, and then we'll come back to that sixth verse. For a nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. We've seen that. We've had two world wars in the last century. Uh, now there's wars, rumors of wars. It continues on and on. There was bombings today. There was? Yeah. Okay. There's, there's distress of nations, you know. It's very tumultuous, even in our own nation today. Uh, so, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines. We've seen those. And pestilences and earthquakes in That's various mosquitoes, places. I think. No. Oh. <laughs> that's what I was, that's what I, the word means to me. Pestilence is like mosquitoes, right? So uh, we're going to, that's what we're going to talk about in just a minute. And there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. All right. Now, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilence. What is a pestilence? A pestilence is a plague. Mm. A pandemic, an epidemic, a contagious disease. All right? So we're living in a time of a pandemic right now. And, but Jesus says, don't be troubled. He said, these things will come to pass. The Amplified Version in verse 6, it says, See that you are not frightened or troubled, for this must take place. So one of the reasons that we don't need to be troubled is because these things must take place. Jesus told us in advance they would take place. Well, he said it would happen. So if it was going to happen, we don't have to be afraid. I mean, it, it's not a surprise to, to God. Absolutely. Like, oh my gosh, look, look what they're doing down <laughs> yeah. there. He it's, knows. He says this is going to happen. So he it, actually, he's he wrote you a letter and said, uh, trouble is coming. Exactly. Exactly. But you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. So because when we have a pandemic or a war or a persecution or whatever it is, there's that tendency to be very frightful, very anxious and worried because we're going, Lord, what is going on? It happens to me. Right. You know, and like, like we've been praying about this pandemic now for months. And, you know, when, when will it end? Lord, when will it end? And, you know, like, for example, people that are sitting in a prison in North Korea today, they're probably going through the same thing. Lord, what's going on? That's why Jesus told us ahead of time that these things would happen. In fact, he said they must happen, and they are the beginning of sorrows. Now, it's not that God wants us to go through wars and pestilences and famines and earthquakes. You know, what he wanted, wants for us is what he gave us in the garden. 
But you know, because of the corruption in people's hearts, that's why these things have to take place. That's why Jesus looked into the future, you know, as man continues down his path and as the work of God simultaneously continues, there's going to be this time of distress. There's going to be this time of trouble. There's going to be this time of sorrows. And it's interesting, the word sorrows could be translated birth pains. I know that. I know about that. Yeah, you know about that. See, I, I know about that a little bit. But you know about that experientially. And what happens in birth pains is, is very trying, you know. But there's an end result out of it that what comes out of it will be good. Jesus is talking here about the end of the age. <clears throat> through it all, through all these this turmoil and all this friction and this battle of the ages, God's going to bring forth his kingdom, you know. And I don't pretend to understand it all, but I say that he's telling us that this is going to happen and we're in the middle of it right now. So the pestilence, of course, that's, that's been in the news and been forefront in our minds lately. Locusts in Pestil Africa. There's, they, they, have, they, have, they had or they have a problem with locusts. Right, but the plague. The plague, oh, the Pest pestilence, Corona? actually the root of the word means plague. Like for example, the eubonic plague or Ebola or um, the Spanish flu or COVID-19, all right? Now, so here we are, we're looking at this terrible pandemic. We've got worldwide uh, 2.55 million people have died. It is, it's, it's horrible. And um, we know people who've lost loved ones mm -hmm. uh, and our heart goes out to them. There's many brokenhearted people in the United States. The United States has been affected uh, terribly by this pandemic. Um, I guess the Minnesota Timberwolves, one of the players, had six people in his family have died. So it, it's real. It's awful. It's horrible. Lord, <laughs> we're ready for this to be over. Mm. But I want us to realize that, you know, this is not the first time this, this has happened. You know, in this, I said 2.5, a little over 2.5 million people and all their families have suffered and it's, it's a terrible thing. But yet it's estimated during the Spanish flu where the po world population was much less, um, 50 million people died. They um. don't really know exactly. It's somewhere probably between 20 million and 70 million, but best guesstimate, 50 million people. That's a lot of people. You know, and too, you know, there's been, you know, AIDS and cholera. Yeah, yeah. And polio, Ebola, tuberculosis, and you know the bubonic plague, mm. uh, and, and that that's still with us. I mean, sometimes it still happens. Uh, but in the 14th century, the plague, the bubonic plague, killed one third of the population of Europe. That's amazing. And, you know, there's prophecies in, in the book of Revelation about one third of the people in, in the world being, being killed. At, and when you recognize that in history, actually one third of the population of Europe died because of that plague. So 
This is not the first time we've had this, and these are the beginning of sorrows. These are troubles. They are, these are not here they're because God wanted to uh, torment us and make our lives miserable. They're here because of the corruption in the heart of man and the battle of the ages. Yes, ma'am. So something that you don't know about <laughs> is contractions. Ah. Uh -huh. You know, and, and they, they, they come with such intensity and then it relaxes and then it, it contracts again until the baby pops out. But I think, I think these are the beginning of SARS are like contractions, right. you know? And then they call the last part transition. Transition. Oh. Transition. I, I, the heaviest contractions yes. are at the end. <laughs> <laughs> He's talking like he knows, but anyway. Well, I do know. I was there. But I he delivered all it. the babies <laughs> at home. Yeah. So that we've been talking about, you know, wars, rumors of wars, famines, earthquakes, pestilences, and all these things. And then he goes on, he, he starts talking about persecution. He says, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. Now it's getting really serious. Mm -hmm. And you will be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and betray one another and hate one another. Mm. So people that maybe previously loved one another, now they'll hate one another, betray one another. And many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will wax cold. Now that's an interesting, this is not my main thought, but we need to say something about this because he says, because lawlessness will abound and we, we agree, we're experiencing lawlessness in the United States and all around the world. Mm -hmm. Chaos. Because of this, the love of many will wax cold. Now, that's talking about somebody who, whose love was hot and became cold. So this is a message of warning for Christians that your hot love for Jesus and for other people can become cold in this environment because of the lawlessness and the chaos. So you really have to watch your heart. And you see, the fear and the trouble in your heart can cause you to become bitter. And so you have to really watch your hearts during these end times. But he that endures to the end shall be saved. Hallelujah! <laughs> there is a salvation for the people of God. And that comes through Jesus Christ and his forgiveness, but you have to hold on to the Lord. You know, the Bible said, no, no one will pluck you out of his hand. <laughs> Jesus, you're in Jesus' hand, nobody's gonna take you away. But you can make the mistake of walking away. So what don't is, do that. What is the scripture where he says he'll make a way of escape? How's the beginning go? Uh, there, is, there is no temptation, but such is common to man. Uh, but God will make, make a, but, with the temptation, he will make a way of escape. Well, we're not really talking about temptation, but we can be tempted to uh, not follow God and not yeah. not love. But what I'm saying is, you know, when you're when you're feeling those contractions, you you, you just want to stop. You you want to draw back, and but you know, when a baby starts coming, it's coming. Nothing going to stop that baby from coming out. That's true. One more verse here. 
Verse 14. Verse 14. This is my I'm listening. This is my favorite end time scripture. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. So this new age will not be ushered in until we preach the gospel in all the world. Our business in this day and hour is to preach the gospel in all the world. To do that, we must keep our heart pure. You know what? I think it's really fascinating that Tom and I um, have been watching um, nature programs or they'll feature a country or a state and I say, we have to go there. <laughs> we have to go to Alaska. Yeah. You know, I know they need the gospel in Alaska right. or, or uh, just over in Europe. Yeah. There was a country that we had never uh, been before. Greece, we haven't been Greece. there. Greece, oh, there must be people in Greece. I gotta <laughs> go to Greece, come Absolutely. on. The world needs Jesus. And uh, we're excited about going. Praise we God. have to go see Maxine and Sarah. Maxine and Sarah, yes. That's We've it. never been there. Australia, praise God. Um, so now, so we talk about the problem. We talked about how Jesus says, don't be fearful, okay? And that's another thing. We shouldn't always talk about the problem. Let's talk about the solution right. or the answer. Well, and the other thing is, you know, he, he says, all right, don't be fearful, don't let your heart be troubled. And a lot of times we, we preach a sermon, we say, don't sin or whatever, but we need to go a little step further and say, how do we not sin or how do we not be fearful? Okay, that's what we, that's what we wanna do in these last uh, moments. And the first, the first one we really already talked about, which is uh, how do we not be fearful? We know that Jesus told us that this was gonna happen. Fear so. Not. When we're in a pandemic, or we're in a personal trial, or when our nation's in a war, or some other nation's in a war, Jesus said it would happen. Amen. And we—it's not surprising. So we don't need to lose faith because of that. But the other two answers are in Jesus's sermon that he gave to his disciples before he left. In John chapter 14, 15, and 16, he prepared them for the time that he would leave. And I just want to share just, just a few verses here uh, to help us how to not be fearful, how to not have a troubled heart uh, during the end times or in any circumstance of our life. And John 14, one says, let not your heart be troubled. Okay, that phrase is found twice in the Bible and both are in this chapter. So we're gonna see uh, the second, the second way to not be troubled and the third way right here in the 14th chapter. The first way is, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. You know, Jesus taught people to believe in him. A lot of people say, yes, I, I believe in God, you know. Yeah, that's good, but we also need to believe in the Savior, Jesus, the Son of God. And so this is Jesus' teaching. He says, well, now you guys, you're Jewish, you believe in God but believe in me also, because I have come to save you, praise God. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also, okay? So he's talking about how he's going to heaven, all right? He says, don't let your heart be troubled. 
I'm going to prepare a place for you. Do angels clean those mansions? <laughs> I hope so. You don't like cleaning that well, so. Uh -uh. <laughs> Praise God. You know, <clears throat> the second reason that we don't need to let our heart be troubled is because our future is secure. Amen. If we are believers in Jesus, if we're followers in Jesus, followers of Jesus, then he has secured a place for us. Amen? Yeah, you know, that's kind of what I think about maybe instead of the hard times because I'm a chicken. But well, the, hard I, times, I, the hard times are temporary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but heaven is forever. Right. Eternally. I mean, right. it's, it's nonstop. Yeah. It's 24-7. Well, and you know, the Bible said that Jesus came to deliver us from the fear of death. I'm not afraid to die. I know you often say that. You're, you're not afraid to die, but it's just the pain getting there. Yeah, I don't, want to, I don't want to be painful. I don't want to go in my sleep. But you know, the first, the first martyr, mm. Stephen, he died. And he looked into heaven. He saw, he saw Jesus. Mm. And He went to sleep. We need, yeah, we need to realize, you know, we need to recognize eternity. This is all temporary. And the followers of Jesus, those who have received Jesus, their, etern their, their future is secure. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. So through Jesus, we can come to God. Because of what he did on the cross, when he died on the cross, he made a way for us in spite of our sin to be forgiven and to have his righteousness, a gift of righteousness. And when we confess him, make him Lord of our lives and believe that he died for our sins and rose from the dead, we have this relationship, this security with God that no matter what happens on this earth, no matter what we face, we will have eternity with the Lord in Jesus' name. Praise God. What that a blessing. It makes you feel good. Makes you feel good. It makes you not fear. Just makes you feel feel warm and cozy and cuddly yeah. and in a cocoon. So we don't need to fear death. Paul said to no. live is Christ, but to die is gain. He said, Heaven is far better. You know, our eternal destiny is far better. In First Corinthians it says, Oh death, where is your sting? Oh grave, where is your victory? You know, so we've got the victory. You know, there, is, there really, there is no defeat for the child of God. So we've got the victory, okay? Now, the third reason, or the third way that we can have peace is because of the Holy Spirit. And I want to read just a few verses here. <clears throat> Jesus says in the 15th verse, the 14th chapter, if you love me, keep my commandments. In other words, make a decision to follow me. Let me be your Lord. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. I need help. Yeah. In other help. words, when Jesus was with them, he was their helper. He says, if you make me Lord, I'll send the Holy Spirit to be your helper. Praise God. That he may abide with you once in a while when he's in the mood. No. No. That he may abide with you forever. You know, the... The Lord said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. No matter what tribulation you go through, no matter what trial, no matter what's happening in the earth or in your nation, remember the Lord will never 
leave you nor forsake you so that you might boldly say, the Lord is my helper, I will not fear what man shall do unto me. See, the Lord is with you. Psalm 46, one, the Lord is my refuge. He's a very present help in trouble. Praise God, he's with you, he's very present, he's with you, praise God. All right, and then verse 18, he says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So see, Jesus comes to us by the Holy Spirit. The Father comes to us by the Holy Spirit. When you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, God comes and lives in your heart. Amen? And because of that, you can be secure. You know, the scripture talked about the peace that passes all understanding. So all understanding, when you're hitting certain situations in your life, there's no reason to have peace, but yet you have peace because the Holy Spirit's giving you peace. No, and I think there's a lot of people that are natural orphans and you're adopted. You yeah. don't know who your mom or dad was. Right. But you have a Father God that loves you more than anything in the whole world. Right. Or orphan spirit because of circumstances just... Maybe right. they have I, was, I just felt in my heart there's yeah. people listening that are true orphans mm -hmm. and they have never experienced that but I just want you to know Yeah. there's a father that loves you like you have a like father who loves else. you who wants you to be in his family and be secure praise God now a couple more verses and we'll close 27th verse of the same chapter. Peace I leave with you, Jesus said. My peace Not I give to you. Peace. A supernatural peace. Yeah. Not as the world gives do I give unto you. The world tries to give peace maybe in a bottle or with pills or with having a whole bunch of money or whatever it is. Or an app. Or what? An app? An app. A peace app. <laughs> or... Shopping a, app. Or a militia, <laughs> or uh, an army, or whatever. Jesus says, Stretching app. I give you my peace. Praise God. Uh, and here's that phrase again. Let not your heart, heart be, troubled. be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen. Come on. So we hope we've encouraged you today. God loves you very much. We love you. And you know, if you've never made that step, we talked about receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You know, the scripture says, if you confess with your mouth the, the Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So you can pray a prayer today by making Jesus Lord of your life and believing in what he did that will totally change your life. And you change can mine, change Amen. yours. Amen. Amazing. We're still going after all these years. So, mm -hmm. And we've had a few trials and tribulations along the way, mm -hmm. but you know what? He's never left us. Praise no. God. And I thank God for that. So if you never made that step, just pray a prayer like this. Just say, Dear Father, thank you for sending Jesus mm -hmm. to die for me take the punishment for my sins so I might have forgiveness 
And today I confess Jesus, the risen Savior, is the Lord of my life. I will follow him, and I thank you for your peace, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, what a blessing it's been to share with you. Uh, we love you, and I uh, want you to come back and, and enjoy some more videos in the future. Get misted. What? Get misted. Get misted. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you can uh, sub subscribe to our channel and listen to more of our videos. We'd love to minister to you, encourage you, and bless you in the name of Jesus. God Amen. bless you. Amen. Bye.